Welcome to The Well, a podcast all about living wisely and faithfully as a follower of Christ. The goal? To give you guidance, food for thought, and to encourage you as you engage the people and situations that you encounter daily. Now, here's your host, Sean Barkley. Hi, welcome to The Well. This is AJ Barkley. It's not Sean, sorry. Hope that doesn't disappoint anyone. But I'm glad to be here today um, talking to you all, and I'm really glad that my friend Nancy Knapp is here. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me, AJ. (laughs) Thanks for coming. We actually, should we tell them about what we just did? Yeah. (laughs) Do you want to tell them? Might as well. We were getting ready to start the podcast, and we had been chatting and catching up so much that the computer fell asleep, and it's Sean's laptop, and we didn't know the password, so we had to drive around. Sean was walking the dog. Looking for? drive around looking for Sean to retrieve the password, so... 15 minutes later, we are regrouping and restarting. Here we are. <laughs> yes. Teeny bit frazzled. And of course, he took a different route, which he never takes. You know, he always takes the same route walking <laughs> our dog, Sally. But hey, it's all good. So um, so um, today, I invited Nancy to come over because, I don't know, have you ever, have you ever had like those days or weeks where God just like keeps putting a theme on? Mm-hmm. in front of you like over this and over again mm-hmm. over and over again so I've had that going on for like five years <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's the it's the theme of neighborhood transformation and healthy poverty ministry mm-hmm. and so it just keeps growing and growing this theme and I was thinking um just this morning we just decided to do this this morning yep. um and I was thinking this morning I first learned of it really by meeting you, you know, Good. five years ago yeah. and learning about free sets. So um, I thought maybe we could talk about it. And uh, funny, this morning, can I tell this another side story? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to try not <laughs> to <your> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> See, It's Sean's even, and I'm just hijacking. Um, so this morning I was thinking, gosh, I had all these things to do. I had my to-do list planned or, you know, things I want to do, things I need to do. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to ask God, what does he want me to do today? Because I forget to do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. But whenever I do it, it always turns out great. And just out of the blue, this was not on one of my lists. He said, do a podcast with Nancy. So I was so <laughs> wow. excited. I know. I know. So there's a lot of pressure in that, isn't there? Um, so I, I don't know. I think I waited a little while. What time did I text you? I don't even know. Was there, I don't, it was I don't like know. 7.15. 7 yeah, early in the morning. I was awake. I, I figured you would be. And I said, um, this is random, but would you want to do a podcast today at four? <laughs> and I was just waiting and I heard the ding. Sure. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, like I was saying, I heard about neighborhood transformation through you and I'm so glad for that. It's, it's such a joy. And so I was wondering if maybe you could talk about, well, through you and Freeset. So mm-hmm. I was wondering if maybe you could tell us about, um, Freeset, what you do with Freeset, and yep, yeah, happy to. It's something I like to talk about a lot too, so it's easy to do. But um, so Freeset is an organization based out of Calcutta, India, and we um, we have a manufacturing uh, business there, and located in three red light areas and uh, just one really poor slum area, um, with the purpose, with the mission of trying to provide an economic engine for community transformation 
to help pull people out of extreme poverty and help people find um, choices for employment outside of the red light area. Um, these people are mostly looked over and passed by and there aren't a lot of safety nets for them and um, trying to provide opportunity and help raise their sights to see what else is out there in the world, even beyond their two block radius. A lot of them have never even left their neighborhood. So trying to just help them um, see a way forward and see a way to kind of begin to transform that neighborhood that they're in, <clears throat> try and help the neighborhood grow and develop and start to see that there's, there's, um, life beyond what this neighborhood has been defined as for so many years. Um, they didn't define it that way. It was generations past that defined it that way. And it's possible, I, I believe it's possible with the, with the help of God's love to transform that neighborhood into something very different and very much better. Um, mm -hmm. I always tell the story when I, when I land in Calcutta and I get in an Uber to go take me to the neighborhood Sonagachi and um, the Uber driver always looks at me and says, Sonagachi, that's a red light area. And I was like, yep, my friends work there. Um, you know, I, I work with the women there. They're, they're my friends and they're very nervous to take me there because I'm a woman and why am I going to Sonagachi? It's a red light area. And I look forward to the day when I can get in an Uber and um, I say I'm going to Sonagachi and they're like, oh, what a great neighborhood. You know, it's full of shops and restaurants and cafes and it's a great neighborhood and it's got good schools and good people live there and, and all that. So that's kind of what Mm. keeps me going, I guess, is that, that foresight. I know it's going to be generations after I'm there, and I'll probably never hear an Uber driver say that. <laughs> it's going to take generations to make this change, um, but that's kind of mm -hmm. what we're going for. Mm -hmm. yeah. How long has Freeset been in the area? Freeset started back in 2000, 2001, I think was when they started the business, but since about 2000, and it was um, founded by a New Zealand couple who moved there with their four kids, a pastor from New Zealand who moved there. And um, knew they were going to do something in, in India and Calcutta, weren't quite sure what, and discovered that they had rented a flat in an apartment in the red light area and um, decided, okay, I guess we're going to do something about this. So they <laughs> took some Talk time. Talk about a theme. <laughs> yeah. They took some time to think about, you know, what they could do. And um, India is known for textile manufacturing or apparel manufacturing and things like that and has great access to textiles. So they started... Um, teaching themselves how to sew and convinced a couple of women to trust them and come work with them and started teaching them to sew and how to screen print and started with bags, jute bags. And um, it, it blossomed from there into jute bags, cotton bags, and organic cotton t-shirts and mm. other products. So it's Love the know. products. Mm -hmm. I'm a product nerd. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> we just wearing our product right now, which is good. I know. I'm wearing the t-shirt. Yep. And remind me, how many years have you been with Freeset? You're global I've, sales and marketing right now, right? Yep. Okay. So I've been with I've been involved with Freeset since I first met Freeset on a trip, a mission trip I took in 2013. Um, I've just felt God calling me back to India after some corporate work I had done in India, and um, so I went back on that trip and was introduced to Freeset then. And so when I got back to Cincinnati, it was about a year later, almost a year later, when um, Freeset USA. Uh, the operations for the U.S. was located in Alabama, and they needed to relocate it someplace else. And so a bunch of us who were on that trip in 2013 volunteered to take it over, not really understanding what that meant, thinking it meant, you know, a couple hours a week. And um, as AJ knows, it quickly blossomed into much more time than that. And, um, yeah, so I've been involved um, at first as a volunteer and, and eventually full-time since 2014. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Mm, They're so blessed to have you. (laughs) Well, thanks. (laughs) So, you know, I I think at first, a lot of us that know FreeSet, we think, oh, FreeSet employs women, Mm -hmm. gives them a better opportunity. But the neighborhood transformation aspect seems it's so much more. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? What maybe how you've seen, have you seen the neighborhood transform just in the years that you've been there? I've seen, um, I've seen, probably seen more uh, individual transformation, mm. people transformation so far than mm-hmm. I've seen community transformation because I'm not on the ground for super long periods of time when I'm there. But I do, you know, meet up with people time and time again and kind of see how they've grown and kind of hear their stories and hear how their stories are evolving and hear how the next generation is being impacted, which is really great. It's hearing, mm-hmm. it's hearing those multi-generational stories, you know, since Freeset's been there for 20 years. Um you know, we're, we're into the second generation of people and entering into the third generation of people that are being transformed as a result of that. So um, that can't help but have an impact deeper mm-hmm. in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that, you know, part of what we're doing, what's different about our model is um, we're not trying to move people out of the neighborhood. We're trying to create kind of a groundswell movement within the neighborhood so that the neighborhood takes it upon itself to want to change. Mm. We are not there to enforce change. We're not there to, you know, make people make anybody change or do anything they don't want to do. And if they, if the neighborhood asked us to leave, we probably would because if they're not, if they're not interested in what we have to offer, then we shouldn't force ourselves upon them. Mm-hmm. I feel like so. Um, I think that's something unique you see in a lot of neighborhoods and cities around the country, Cincinnati included, where. Um, Large, larger organizations are formed and come in to transform a neighborhood, and that transformation usually means moving people out, pushing mm-hmm. people out that that that, that the um, the gentrified set doesn't want to see, doesn't want to have access to see it all the time. So I think that's that's definitely um, a big shift, a complete opposite of what we're trying to do. Yeah, so. I I love that keeping people in their home, just mm-hmm. coming alongside them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, something I've seen that's, and maybe you can speak to this, kind of a, a shift or a transformation is just in the short five years that I've been aware of Freeset, mm-hmm. when I first became aware and I would look at the images on the website, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't see the images of the local people there that worked for mm-hmm. Freeset. You know, lots of beautiful images, the colors of India and whatnot. Um, that was just five years ago. And now you see smiling faces and when you go to the website, you see videos, people are talking and they're sharing their stories. So there's been, I feel like there's been a little shift from hidden faces to sharing stories. Can you yep. talk about that? What, what has caused that? Or yeah, I'd be happy think? to. Um, we are really in the midst of a huge transition and it's interesting that you've noticed it and it's been intentional for sure. And I think um, we're in the midst of doing a complete, a complete brand relaunch and um, a complete kind of culture shift as well. Um, so we're changing our name. We're changing um, a lot of things about how we've done business, um, not just on the business side, but on the kind of on the community work side as well. Um, and the, in, in the past, I think the Freeset messaging was focused very heavily on the women's past and the fact that they were um, either victims of human trafficking or worked in the sex trade or born into a brothel or their mother was. Um, everything was kind of tied up in that messaging of their past and the past trauma and um, talking about their past trauma. And nobody wants that dragged out across mm-hmm. newsletters, social media. No one wants their photograph taken saying, you know, she used to work in the trade. 
right? So when we totally understand that, that makes a lot of sense. As a person, I wouldn't want that either. No. So, um, and frankly, the women, the women just said, no, we don't want our faces shown because this is the messaging, et cetera. So we're being very intentional about shifting messaging and focusing on um, their present and their future as opposed to their past, like talking about their hopes and their dreams and um, what do they want for their children and how has their time at Freeset and what's coming. Our, our new name is going to be Joya. We're very excited about that. Mm. Um, so as they move toward Joya, as we, as we start to change the culture to the Joya culture, um, what does that mean for them and how, how is, how are they seeing their hopes and dreams realized? And, um, what has it meant for them to have this opportunity to have this business and have this community work happening to help, um, help them move forward and realize mm -hmm. their own dreams. Mm -hmm. How did, how did the, how was the name Joya decided? Does it stand for something? Um, it doesn't stand for anything. It's just a made up word. Um, mm, and we have a, even better. a great branding agency, Fusion Hill up in Minneapolis who um, provided hundreds of thousands of dollars of pro bono working hours oh. to help us um, to come up with that name and do all of our new branding that will be coming out shortly. Um, so thank you to Fusion Hill. If anybody's listening, <laughs> all <laughs> 11 without you. you. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, so you know, it was we, we came up with a couple other names first, and we actually were going down a branding path with another name. And we were all sitting at breakfast one morning when I was in Calcutta, and we all just looked at each other. And we just said, "This isn't the right name," <laughs> so we had to start. Yeah. We were like, "Oh, geez, that means we have to start all over." But that's what we did. We started all over. And um, there was a lot of research, talking to customers, talking to um, staff and employees. The Fusion Hill team went over to India and spent eleven days on the ground, just mm. um, hanging out with our team, meeting the women, meeting the community. Um, and then they went back to Minneapolis and, um, put their thinking hats on and, and came back and came up with the name Joya and we all, we all loved it. And, um, it, you know, it, it is a made up word, but we like the fact that it does incorporate the word joy in it because I think a large part of what we, um, see, you know, which a lot of people don't see, a lot of people see images of India and, they, and you see it today, especially with the COVID, um, stuff that's happening in India. It's, it's just terrible there right now. Um, but just all the poverty and the difficulty and the um, the pain and the sorrow that comes along with that. But what you see when you spend time with people there, and um, I think you experience this when you're there too, is you just see the joy that goes along with that. So it's the it's the beauty and the grit all at the same time. It's the it's the joy and the sadness, or joy in the midst of sadness, or joy in the midst of. I could use some more colorful language, but I won't. But. Um, <laughs> That's what ants would say are our, our, our lead <laughs> on the ground over there right now. But it's, um, you know, it's the profound and the profane. It's all that together. You know, it's all just mm -hmm. um, pe people who can be living in just horrible, you know, horrible conditions and horrible poverty, but still have a smile on their face and be able to laugh and dance and sing and have joy. Mm -hmm. I've never seen anything like it anywhere else. And certainly growing up in the privileged environment that I was privileged to grow up in, was blessed to grow up in. Um, <clears throat> it just puts a new perspective of appreciation mm -hmm. and gratitude and joy in your heart. And I think that's why I'm still involved and, um, why I'm still here and mm -hmm. doing it. And yeah, you know, I think that's what got you interested in it too. After you went over, I mean, when you went over and visited, what was that like? Amazing. I mean, I'm kind of like getting a little bit emotional right now, <laughs> just thinking about it, but it was amazing. I love Beauty and grit. Mm -hmm. I always, the first thing I think about when I think about going over there is just every sense, all five senses are just heightened. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and it's like nowhere here. Yeah. It, it, it's like nowhere I've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. But the, the women and the men, you know, just the whole community. Yeah. It's not just about the women. It's, it's everyone there. So yeah. how are they doing in the midst of the pandemic? How um, we're, we're doing okay. The, the factory, our production units are closed right now because everybody's under, under a, a mandatory lockdown. So everybody's required to stay home. Um, and uh, so that's tough on everybody. You know, they live in tight quarters with a lot of people in small spaces. Um, we've, we've fared pretty well in terms of COVID. Over there, we haven't had any losses in our immediate community. Um, but certainly, you know, members of our staff have lost loved ones to it. Mm. And so that, that does affect the community overall. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been really tough. Um, of course, the longer we are required to stay closed, the harder it is to um, keep the business going and um, keep orders coming back. And we had just kind of recovered. The factory was full with orders um, from last year where we had such a hard time. The factory had to be closed for two months. Um, and after the U.S. went through their big resurgence, and now, now it's um, we had just kind of gotten back to mm. – getting things pumping again, which is great. So now we're shut down again and we're hopeful that it's only two weeks, but mm-hmm. we don't know how long it'll be. Um, so yeah, we're, yeah. we're grateful to some, you know, partners and things to help us get through that so we can continue to pay wages to all the employees while we're closed. Um, and you yeah. offer so much more than wages. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, it's not just a job, but you want to talk about the social services and yeah, through, I mean, through the kind of more the foundation side of our, um, organization um go ahead and put that back in yeah Yeah, we do um medical care emotional counseling trauma care Um, we help with education sponsorships you know we um through joy we run a uh, kids club um we do some other community events we try and put on plays at uh christmas and easter and things in the community Mm -hmm. Because uh, that's a big thing in India is just these these massive kind of um, shows that they put on on the street, these pandals they call them and things. And so, trying to follow their custom, not not kind of come up with our own, put our own custom on it, but um, mm-hmm. trying to fit some some of our traditions into their traditions. Mm-hmm. And now they love to do it; they do it themselves. I like that. And, and kind of along those lines, you know, you were saying earlier. We're talking about neighborhood transformation. You're not going over there to change anybody, to take somebody from their community, or you're not asking anybody to change. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little deep here. Yep. Um, I'm wondering if being over there and, and meeting the folks there, if you have changed, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to share? Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> How so? Well, as you mentioned earlier, it, you know it's. Just being in India heightens the senses, and I, I don't know. I, I always go back to kind of when I first went to India when I would when I would go with my corporate job many years ago, and I would fly over on my business class flight, stay in my five star hotel, um, ride in my air conditioned private car to the office, um, and go past a garbage dump community right outside our office building through the iron gates into our white marble building, and I just was struck. I mean, I was just, God just at that moment put his hooks in my heart. And he was mm. just like, um, I, was, I just, I remember walking in the office and sitting down with my team there and just saying, does, any, does anybody see what's outside? <laughs> does anybody notice what's going on out there? Because we're in here. And I just saw some stuff that mm-hmm. broke my heart. And I think that's the intent that God has for it when you first go over there is it breaks your heart. Um, and there are some people I know that, 
once that happens, they, they can't go back and that's it. I've talked to people who have been like, I went once, I saw it, my heart was broken. I can't ever go back there again. Um, but for me, I ended up working over there for several years in the corporate context and just getting to know India a little bit more. And then, um, when the opportunity came up to go back more in a missional perspective from a missional angle, I jumped at the chance and, um, picked Calcutta purposely because I'd never been there before and because I'd heard how horrible it is. <laughs> so <laughs> beauty and grit. Um, yeah. So <laughs> went to Calcutta and kind of discovered what, what that all looked like. Um, and I don't know how God really changed my heart in that was just, it's the people and the relationships. It's, um, it's now that I've gone back there, I don't know, 15 times since I've been working with Freeset or so, just building relationships with um, people in the community. And um, I learned so much from them because they have so little and they work so hard and they, um, you know, several of them have come to relationship with, with God and Jesus, which is amazing mm -hmm. to see. And, um, you know, it's kind of an easy thing for them to, to accept another, um, to, I'm saying this, you know, from, from Indian terms to accept another deity because mm -hmm. you go into their homes and they've got Ganesh and different gods and goddesses on the wall and they'll have Jesus on a cross hanging right next to it. So <laughs> I remember seeing in that some cases. It's just <laughs> at on. the same time. Mm -hmm. I, I have met people who have developed a very deep, mature faith in a very, very short period of time. And, um, it's just incredible to see like this, this one young man, Robbie, who lives in a slum community who's just super smart. He's one of four, four boys and he lives with his mom in a tiny little made from scratch hut. Mm -hmm. And the mom works with us at Joya. And, um, Robbie has, is really a good math student. And, um, so we've been training him to learn accounting and, but Great. what he, what and how he, old is he? He's probably 20. Okay. And he, um, <clears throat> but he, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to get the story probably a little bit wrong, but I'll get the gist of it right. But he, uh, talks about how his grandmother had a picture of Jesus hanging on her wall and he didn't know who it was. And then when, when Anne's our leader was, was sharing with him who Jesus was and he showed, he's like, well, is it, you have a picture of him? And I don't, I don't really, nobody has a picture of him, but there are what, you know, things of him out there. And so Anne's was showing him some different representations of Jesus. And he's like, this picture's on my grandmother's wall. I've known him my whole life. And so for him, he was just like, and he started crying and he was oh just like, gosh. I've known Jesus my whole life and he's been, he's been here the whole time. He's been with me the whole time. Yeah. And it's just such a profound statement yes. you know, of, of just, and so he's been engaged in full on Bible study ever since. And he's just grown with the Lord amazingly huge. So I just look at that and I'm just like the, the, the child, the easy faith, the childlike faith where yes. it's just so simple and so easy and we make it so complicated. And I think that's a lot of what I take away from it is just, why do I make it? It doesn't need to be so complicated. Mm -hmm. It's just, he's with me. He's and there. He, he's there. And he's always been there. Always been there. <laughs> and even in, in the muck of it all, he's there. Right. Yeah. And so it's just seeing him at every opportunity. And I see it just so often when I'm there, there's so many things that happen that only can be explained by him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I don't know. That's Love that. Yeah. Oh, I love that you told that story. I'm, I don't know if you can hear panting. That's not me. I mean, I love the story. That's my dog, Sally. Just came in. Sorry about that. Yep. Um, we should probably wrap it up. Yep. And is there any last thing that you want to say? Is there a way we could pray for Freeset? Yeah. Or what, what, is there anything specific to pray for Freeset? Um, can we do anything? 
I think any, yeah, I think prayers, uh, particularly around um, COVID and helping mm. vaccines to get rolled out quickly over there, will be good. Um, the vaccine rollout's been very, very slow, and mm. um, the, the numbers are still just continuing to climb in our part of the world there. So, uh, just pray for that would be great. And um, yeah, I just think I just pray for perseverance as we continue to push forward with this transition to Joya. Um, that once we get through this lockdown period and get through COVID, that business comes back and we're able to continue the work there and continue to provide employment and education and all the services we want to provide there. Um, those would be the main prayer requests, I think. And then otherwise we're, we're going to be launching a small campaign just to, for people, people been asking how they can help financially with COVID. So we'll be sharing that soon. I can get you that information if you're interested in that. Okay. And then um, otherwise, if you have a need for t-shirts and bags for your organization, your company, your school, your family reunion, whatever it is, um, we'd love to have your orders and fulfill that for you and have, have our employees there make those products for you. So that's it. Website address? Uh, it's going to be joya.com. If you go there, it's not live yet, but you can sign up to get emails for when it's going to be live. But right now it's freesetusa.com. F-R-E-E-S-E-T-U-S-A.com. Or contact AJ. She knows how to find me. <laughs> they don't know how to find me. <laughs> really? No, they don't know how to find me. Call Sean. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming today. Well, thanks for this having me. This was fun. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to do it again sometime. That sounds good. Yeah. Good job. All right. Thanks, everybody. Hope hope everyone has a great day. See ya.